Welcome to the Liberty Room. That's right, the Liberty Room, where conservatives can speak their minds with all the freedoms guaranteed by our beloved Constitution. The Liberty Room with me, the one, the only, the Jim Wood. And then sitting next to me, my friend, my brother, my fellow American red, white, and blue patriot, that high-flying tall drinker, how do you do, Dwight? So for the next hour or so, strap in, hold on, but don't hold back when you're hanging with us in the Liberty Room. <laughs> oh my God, if you people could only hear the conversations going on before we hit the, hit the big button. Oh my goodness. Welcome everybody to the Liberty Room where we have lost control before control was ever gained. <laughs> Oh, you know, the, the pre-stuff is so much more fun we sometimes. Should, yeah, but we should never, ever make that public. No. No, no, no. never. We're, never. we're just going to move on. We Okay. Yeah, like yeah. I said, welcome everybody to the Liberty Room with uh, yours truly, the Jim Wood, and my high-flying tall drinker, how do you do, brother? The one, the only, Dwight Williams over here across from me. With the white privilege card? With the white privilege card. The newly anointed white privilege card. Thank you very yes, much. Yes, you're so welcome. So welcome. Um... Don't forget, you can share this, uh, li- share the link to this podcast to all your friends, all your neighbors, all the lovers and haters out there. If you go to thelibertyroom.com, there you get the link to all our podcast providers, be it iHeartRadio, which we're so proud to be a part of, yes, we are. Google, uh, Apple, Spotify, Anchor, CastBox, um, Overcast. All, Overcast. All the majors, I hope I don't forget and leave anybody out, but I always do. Uh, Not intentionally, because we are appreciative of all of our partners in the podcast world. But here we are now. It is uh, the week after Independence Day. Yes, it is. Um, There's been a lot of stuff in the news this week. There's been a lot of ridiculous conversation going on here in the studio before (laughs) and after what's... uh, What's going on? But uh, my brother, uh, Mr. Williams, what do you have for us today? I figured we'd, we'd start off by talking a little bit about um, Highland Park, Illinois, and Chicago. Yes. And, um, you know, Jim and I were kind of talking before we burst out in a whole <laughs> bunch of laughter over here in the studio. Um, you know, I'm a, I spent most of my life living in the uh, suburbs of Chicago. So yeah. Chicago has a special place in my heart, but diehard White Sox fan can't stand the Cubs. Um, White Sox won the world series in 05. That's all that matters. Uh, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. All right. I just don't follow baseball that much. Being even the, being the sports guy, I am, I'm not the biggest baseball guy in the world, but there's nothing ahead. more American than baseball. And I, I know we got in this argument on independence football, day at the parade. Football, American football is the American pastime. Baseball, cherry pie, Chevrolet. No, it's apple pie. It's, it's cherry. Pie. It's cherry pie to no, me. I don't like apple pie as much as I like cherry. You pie. don't like apple pie. No, I and do. You think, see, I do, but you're I just like wrong. Cherry pie. And that's it. You're done. Give me back your white privilege card. No, I'm keeping <laughs> it. I got one now. I do like apple pie. I really yeah. do. But I like cherry pie. Anyway, too. so um, you are a you are a transplant Chicago yes. kind of guy. Yes, you're a windy city son from L.A. From by, by L.A. By, <laughs> That's right. Yeah, keep keep saying L.A. Like, but we know we're you know yeah you're a little bit more in the burbs of yeah Los Angeles yeah 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 I'm not quite the Compton. not so good burbs of yeah. Los Angeles I'm not from Compton close to Compton close to Compton yeah yeah, yeah straight out of Compton all right yeah 
So anyway, anyway, back to Chicago. Yeah. Um, but you know, again, near and dear to my heart. And so when um, we had the the whole mass shooting in Highland Park, and I know where Highland Park is. I lived about maybe an hour, hour and a half away from it. That's more of an affluent neighborhood. Yeah. I was just a, a po black man living in the <laughs> suburbs of Chicago on the west side, northwest suburbs. <laughs> Um, you're but, lucky I don't know Chicago that well because I got a feeling you wasn't living in the Poe section of town. So I, we lived in Elgin for a while, uh, which was a uh, which was out uh, Interstate 90 to, uh, yeah. to the northwest suburbs of, of Chicago, and we lived on there was basically uh, the Fox River kind of cut Elgin right yeah. in half. So the west side, the east side, we're on the east side. East side was kind of the um, the, the the poor slash the minorities. The west side's where all the white folks lived. Okay, and it was inter- and this is kind of a side note, I know, but side note. When I was there in the 90s, uh, white folks on the West, well, people, a lot of the minorities moved from the East side to the West side. And so the white folks moved out. They started moving West towards Belvedere, out West towards Rockford. Well, and the minorities started following them. Oh, and they just you. couldn't get away from us. Gotcha. All right. All right. So, but where I was, it was kind of, it wasn't run down or anything. It was a nice yeah. neighborhood. But yeah. anyway, um, not as not as nice as Highland Park. But okay. my point, though, I want to get to is that we had the, the shooter and uh, the mass shooting in Highland Park, and was it twenty-seven people died? Yeah, thirty people uh, died. Yeah, it was. It was. It was unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. and it, but my problem is that that was just one event. When every single weekend in Chicago, we have 30, 40 people being shot. I think We've it was got thirty-seven this weekend. Sure, that sounds about right. All together between wounded and and killed and wounded. I mean, we've got little or kids injured. Yeah. that are getting killed by bullet ricochets yeah. or just a stray bullet being fired by get rival gang members. Yeah. When I when I was uh, when I graduated college, I was working out of uh, Pewaukee Airport up on the uh, north side of Chicago. And um, I remember while I was there, there was a bunch of shootings between was it the Latin Kings and I think it was the Crips. And they told you, you know, don't go to their websites, don't visit them because they're recording your IP address on your computer. They can backtrack it and figure out where you live and go knock on your door. Yeah. So we used our company computers to do it. <laughs> and yeah. Um, and so it was inter- what was interesting though was that it was seeing how much or how many gang members ex- how 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 active the gang members are yeah. in the city. Mm-hmm. How much they hate other rival gangs. Sure. How much how many how much they they're, they're proud of and they want to keep their turf. Yeah. Right. And they're willing to defend it using firearms. Sure. And it doesn't matter if you're an innocent and you get in the way. Nope. It, you know there the was turf some, is more important. It is. I mean, there mm-hmm. was a, several months ago. There was what a father was at a McDonald's and his his child was shot while they were going through the McDonald's drive through. Yeah. He wasn't part of a gang. It was just, it was a stray bullet that, but my point mm-hmm. is that we're, we're focusing on the wrong thing that happened in Illinois. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're focused on a, on one event that happened in Highland Park. We're forgetting that every single weekend, that same thing happens. And, yeah, I mean, it's not just Chicago though. You got other cities who are doing the same thing. LA, yeah. New York. Oh, our, our friend, uh, friends, uh, uh, Linda and Bruce, uh, tell stories all the time about Detroit. Yeah. You know, Linda, a school teacher in the Detroit area school system, um, thirty years ago. Mm-hmm. You know how bad it was then, and it never—it's never gotten any better. Well, that's because they didn't allow the Omni Consumer Products Division to move in there and use RoboCop to patrol Detroit. <laughs> had they done, you know, had OCP taken over, like in uh, RoboCop, would been fixed. We need a button to push that keeps you on the rails. I am still on the rails. Oh, okay. Yeah, this, these in, are, in your head. Well, the rails are kind of like Robocop kind of was a movie. 
So. No, anyway. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's 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 the fact that that the certain factions in this country are so quick to politi- politicize something like this. Right. It's hard to focus on what the real problem is when the 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 far left lunatic liberal logic takes over and they use any uh, any incident like this to to try to push their ridiculous agenda mm-hmm. the the gun control agenda they've been trying to push for for decades yep. um, or even longer um, you know so when you're when you're seeing these politicians jump up to get their 15 minutes of YouTube fame you know by by pushing this left agenda um, and and they're saying what the the mass media wants to hear them say exactly. It's so much easier to take that soundbite from that mayor in Highland Park or that mayor in Madison, Wisconsin, more so than discuss actually what's going on. Meanwhile, you got Lori Lightfoot, mayor of Chicago, who's too busy uh, uh, cursing one of our Supreme Court justices over a uh, a ruling um, that pertained to the Mississippi abortion case. Right. You know, and she even went to the fact, I, I went and did a little research on it. I looked at it the other day. It wasn't necessarily what she said about Clarence Thomas. If you go um, out to onto Instagram, you can see there's several pictures. She's at a local baseball game. I don't know if it's Cubs or White Sox, one or the other. Honestly, I think it might actually have been a Cubs game. It would make sense. But there's a guy standing in the background with a F Clarence Thomas T-shirt on, mm-hmm. and she's standing where she's right in front of it so she can point out and make sure you see what the guy's wearing. So it's not the fact that she made that comment. that She's went out of her way um, with her lunatic liberal followers you know, to use them as, as props and mm-hmm. to continue that discussion. Stop wasting time trying to make a, a political uh a far left political stand and actually do your job and clean up your city and save lives. Yeah. So the, the, um, uh, the, uh, the county attorney, mm-hmm. um, for the Highland park area, I forget which, which County it's in, but he was on TV the day after the, um, the whole mass shooting. Uh-huh. And, uh, he comes out and instead of talking about how they're going to prosecute yeah. what they were going to do, he decides to get political. And his statement basically sure. was, we need gun control nationwide. Yeah. Look, Mr. Attorney, that's not your job. Your job is to come out and tell us what your plan of attack is going to be on the suspect. Okay? He's trying to pull a Pete butt plug. I mean, <laughs> wait, 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 how, did I say that name wrong? It, uh, no, you said it right, actually. Oh, that's it's exactly it, how you spelled to say it. It's spelled like Buttigieg, but... No, it's pronounced differently. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Well, I was just going to make sure I had that right. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, it's, it's just like him, who's a, a mayor of a a decent-sized Midwestern town... South Bend, who, Indiana. ...who took an opportunity to make a name for himself in order to better his position in life. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what he's done as he ruins the Department, was the Department of Transportation. Yeah. 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 So, you know, but, but, you know, to me, do, like you said, do your job. If you're the attorney, let's talk about the law. Let's talk about what your plan of attack is going to be. Stop pontificating about what we don't have already. Yeah. Okay. Number one, you guys already have some of the strictest gun laws in the nation. And they went so far as to pass laws in their own municipality in 2013 against what their definition of an assault weapon is. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, so not only do they have those super stupid strict laws of the state of Illinois, they actually have those bans in place for their own municipality. And um, it proved once again that a criminal with an agenda 
is not going to follow the law. I mean, even though the the suspect was able to get, obtain a, a FOID card, which for those who don't know, that's the firearm owner identification card uh-huh. that Illinois issues. If you want to own a firearm in Illinois, you have to get the FOID card. Right. And so the kid passed the background check. Now, a real, I realize that his his father helped him do it. Yeah. Anyone okay. under the age of 21 has to have somebody sponsor them, and his dad did it. And listen, on the Wednesday show this week, I went into great detail about how that father sure. should be just prosecuted right alongside of his son. I think they're actually looking into him right I now. I hope they do. That's what I saw th- th- this afternoon. Yeah. Um, but my point is that you can make all the laws that you want. Yeah. A criminal is a criminal because they break the law. Right. All you're doing by making laws is hamstringing ordinary citizens. Right. 99.9% of people who are going to get a gun in this country are never going to commit a crime. Sure. But there's that 0.1% yeah. that will. But again, it goes back to what I've said before. You can't legislate morality. No. If somebody wants to kill someone, they will find a way. I mean, Cain killed Abel with a rock. Okay. Yep. We had the dude that killed that girl over in Charlottesville with a car. Yeah. Okay, people are, was it the FBI statistic is like the number one uh, tool of death is like a hammer? Yeah. So people, yep. we weren't banned that stuff. A blunt instrument. Right. Yes. So people are going to find a way to kill who they want to kill. Timothy McVeigh. Yeah. How many times I got to say it? 189 people with a truckload of fertilizer. Yeah. That's all it took. Well, yet we're not banning fertilizer. No. no we're not banning hammers or blunt not, objects. We're not banning rental trucks either. No. But so again, you've got a, you've got a party. The, the, you have the left, the, the lunatic liberals. You got the Democrats who are are demonizing a tool. Yeah, it, it's part of their agenda. If they can take that tool away from sure. us, okay, that's the way you disarm your public, right? And th- that's always been their agenda. And now they're pushing it yet again in Chicago. I mean, on the Wednesday show this week, we uh, we looked at the the shootings that happened over the Independence Day weekend, places like Min, uh, Minneapolis. Um, uh, um, um, Philadelphia, Highland Park, all these different places. I mean, we went through a whole list of, uh, of, of places which unfortunately had some sort of shooting incident in their city, and they're all Democrat, heavily far-left liberal-ran cities. Mm-hmm. And Highland Park is no different. It is a very well-known, it has a high Jewish population and a very high far-left liberal population. The lady who's been mayor has been is a Democrat, a far-left Democrat, who's been mayor since before 2013. Mm. So she's held office that long as the mayor of that city. So, you know, obviously that is a heavily Democrat-controlled area. So, okay, you're some whack job. With whatever means you know you have at your hands in order to prove a point, to make yourself famous, to get that fifteen minutes of fame, um, were you what target are you going to look at? Not only did he start in Highland Park, which is a heavy gun-free zone, right? Apparently, on he was on his way afterwards to go to Madison, Wisconsin, which is also a heavy liberal gun-free zone uh, 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 city. Mm-hmm. Do you think he picked those two places just by throwing a dart at the map? Oh, totally random. You know? Totally random. So, yeah. It, it just, it, when you go down the list of them, you see exactly, does it form a pattern? Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. And it happens over and over again, no matter where you're at, you look at it. Look at Richmond, Virginia. Okay. So, I made a comment again. I'm going to go back to the Wednesday show. How proud I am of the police chief and the police force in Richmond. And listen, as a Virginia, uh, a son of Virginia, there's not been a whole lot of things I can talk about coming out of Richmond, Virginia, that I'm proud of <laughs> at all in the last few years. 
Um, but under a tip from a, a rock star hero citizen, the, the Richmond City Police Department actually stopped a mass shooting before it happened That's because awesome. they did their police work. They did what they were supposed to. They followed up on the tip. And they went out and they investigated and did real police work. And there were two illegal immigrants who somehow had got their hands on two rifles and a handgun and a bunch of ammunition. And they were planning, they still don't know the motive, but they were planning a mass shooting during the Independence Day celebration. But the Richmond Police Department did their job and did what they were supposed to and stopped it before it happened. So we see examples of... Richmond, which is kind of a moderate city, mm-hmm. you know, um, politi- politics-wise, but good police work won out on that day. Mm-hmm. When you look at the warning signs, the people in Highland Park had gotten over this kid. Uh, I can't, I never can pronounce his name. I just call him Creepo. It's okay. similar. Yeah, yeah, it works. <laughs> you know, Creepo. Um, at the warning signs, he was under suicide watch. Um, at one point the police had to come and they confiscated 16 knives and a bunch of other stuff from him because he was making threats to kill his entire family. And then a couple of years later, what happens? The dad turns around and goes and gets him the card to give him permission to buy, uh, whatever firearm he wanted. Well, what does this whole thing prove? It goes back to red flag laws don't work. They do not work. They only, they only, they, they don't work because they don't work them. Yeah, I'm in a, I had this discussion with my wife this morning. In a perfect world, if everybody were moral in how they dealt with things, of course yeah. you have your immoral people. Let's say let's say everyone were pretty much moral. Yeah. Okay. And you wanted to call the police on somebody. Okay. Uh-huh. But in your intentions were pure. Hey, this person <sighs> is a legitimate threat to himself or the yeah. community, or whatever. That's one thing. Yeah. That's not how it works today. No. When people are calling the police just because, well, my neighbor's got a stereo turned up too high. And by the way, I think he's crazy. And he's got guns. Yeah. Well, now cops got to go investigate. Yep. And so, you know, it, it's it's not, people don't have the right reasoning to do it. They're doing it for their own personal reason, doing it to hurt people. Yeah. It's weaponized against people. Sure. I mean, okay, in my own neighborhoods, you know where I live? I live on the outskirts of a fairly affluent neighborhood. Yep. I'm on the out, I'm on the poor side. Okay. So I, I smell the money uh, when the, when I, the I like how you always try to downplay that I'm just a poor man living in the suburbs. I am a poor man living in the suburbs. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm on the outside. Listen, I'm not going to out you, but you go ahead and you, you paint that, that, that <laughs> fantasy. All right. I'm just a poor man. I got lots of bills to pay and yeah. I smell the, the money coming from that uh, affluent side. But, um, you know, I have signs in my yard. At least you live within smelling distance. I do. I'm just a poor little white boy live out in the country. <laughs> well, so when I come over to, your, when I come over to the studio, do you yeah. smell the money coming off of me? Oh, I get that whiff as soon as you come in the door. It's like new car smell. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it smells fresh, You open it? that door and it whoofs right across you. Yeah. Like, oh, money's yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, that's why you're allowed to walk in without knocking. That explains yeah. it. Yeah. Why do you think my female dog likes you so much? Well, I thought that was black. <laughs> I mean, you know, and I got cash in my wallet. I just got from the ATM. <laughs> Sure, you just got it from the ATM. Hey, hey, hey. You walk around with your pockets bulging all the time. Don't you lie to the hey, people. Hey, hang on. I'm not lying. I, I'm, I'm going to prove this to you, Uh-oh. okay? Here. It's all mine. You can count it. It's a lot of money there. 100, 200, 300, <laughs> 400. These are all $100 bills. What are you talking Shut about? They're <laughs> walking around with a pocket full of Benjamins. Look at you go. Well, you know, hey, you, a, bro- a brother's got to have Benjamins. You're going to be starting your own rap video soon. Straight out of Waynesboro. 
All right, keep right. going, please. So, what I was getting at is that in my neighborhood, you know, yeah. I've got conservative signs. Up. I'm, a, I'm a big supporter of our congressman, Ben Klein. Yep. He's a good dude. Good dude. Yeah, very ben, good dude. Good dude. And so it's not difficult to see that I'm a conservative in my neighborhood. Right. Now, luckily, I've got good neighbors who are, most of them are conservative. They all got guns. Sure. We're all on the same page. Yep. No issue. Well, what if I had that one liberal yeah. who lived, my, lived on my street and decides, oh, well, if he's a Ben Klein supporter, he must be a conservative. Therefore, he must have guns, which is not... Much of a stretch of the imagination. No, no. I can, in I, Virginia, I can. if you're a, what, that's what makes you a conservative is you got guns in your house. Well, that's 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 a, lot a, of a warning sign. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what's to stop them from you know maybe seeing me out inside one time without my shirt on? And go, oh, he's crazy. He's not. He's he's half dressed. Yeah. He's crazy. Oh my gosh, he's probably got guns, and they call the police on me. There, there, and that that red flag law has been abused so many times, and people yes. have died because of it. Um, you know the the. Um, there's so many stories that came up during the second amendment movement here in Virginia, uh, back in 2020 mm-hmm. about, uh, the things that have gone wrong, yeah. um, with the red flag laws, how it takes away your right to due process. That's you know? it. That's exactly it. Yeah. That's and exactly- we've, we've argued that time and time again, but unfortunately liberal courts have upheld the red flag laws in some states. And we have the, we have the same problem here in Virginia. So my wife and I were talking this morning because my son has a doctor appointment tomorrow. Okay. And, um, you know, he went last time he went to the doctor appointment, there was a questionnaire they asked him to fill out. I know where you're going with okay. this. And so that questionnaire we know is coming back up tomorrow. Yep. And I've told my son on that questionnaire, yeah. if there's a question about guns, yep. the answer should be blank. Sure. It's none of their business. Well, you know, now they start sending you a, que- a lot of places send you a questionnaire online. Oh, really? Yeah. I had a, a checkup the other day and before I went to my checkup, I got an email from the the office of the doctor that I go to. Um, and it's one of those corporate doctors or uh, corporate offices. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Um, my doctor, he's no army doctor, man. We get along great. I love my doctor. Great dude. All right. He's a good dude. He's a good dude. He's too. one of the good dudes. Oh, right? good. Good. Um, anyway, he, I mean, it was, I mean, it had to be a hundred questions, mm. psychological questions, all kinds of personal questions. And I just kind of went down the thing and checked random stuff. I'd never really put a whole lot of thought into it. And I asked him when I talked to him, I was just like, what the hell's up with the questionnaire I got? And he kind of laughed because, you know, we know each other by now, you yeah. know. Um, and, uh, he said, what? I said, the email questionnaire, what the hell was that all about? He goes, I don't know. I never look at that stuff. I was like, really? They, you, they send it to me on behalf of you and you never look at it. He said, if I looked at all of them, he said, I would never get anything done. However, that information is floating out there in that healthcare system somewhere yep. on you, on me, on your son, on my son. Exactly. So I said from now on, so if I just hit the decline button on everyone, we're good. He goes, I don't care. Do what you want to. Good. So there's a little hint for all the folks listening. You get those email inquiries before you go to a doctor's point, just hit decline. They don't check them. I know mine don't. So my son went to a, a, a dentist locally here mm-hmm. when we first moved here. And um, we had, he, he had some good reviews. So we sent him into the office and he was called back to, into the office. And so yeah. naturally I got up to go with my son. Yeah. Dennis goes, oh, no, you, you can't come back here. The hell I can't. And I was like, uh, why not? Well, we believe that uh, the kids are a little more relaxed when their parents are not with them. That's BS. I'm going to find a new dentist. And that's what I did. Good. Now, unfortunately, we were there for like an emergency cavity or something. Yeah. So I said, okay. This, uh, he went back there yeah. one time, yeah. and I, we never went back again yeah. for that reason. But what I'm getting at is 
it, it you know, w- first off, they're asking questions that have nothing to do with their health. Right. Okay. It's, and, and I told my wife this. I said, you know, here's the problem with red flag law is it's one thing if, you know, I, let's say I had a mental issue. Okay. And she, my wife knew that. Yeah. Okay. And she said, Hey honey, I'm going to take you to the doctor. Let's, let's talk this out I with kinda, the doctor. I kind of right? think you do. Don't, don't, don't report me, Jim. I'm not. Put your phone down. Well. Don't, don't you be calling the Waysboro PD. No, I'm, I'm calling the Commonwealth Attorney's Office straight on. I'm not scared of them. Yeah. Yeah. Me Commonwealth either. Attorney. <laughs> Yeah, not scared of them at all. No. Now you call up like our our, our sheriff. Uh, oh, yeah. I'll be scared. I got a little pull. I'll call the sheriff. No, don't do that. Yeah. No. I, hey, I Chris, voted for him. Chris, Chris, Sheriff Chris. Oh, never mind. I'll call you back later. Chris, all right, go ahead. Chris, Finish your thought. He and I are brothers. No, it's too late. No, too I'm, late. I'm playing the race card. Anyway. <laughs> got but, one right here. <laughs> mine's in the car. <laughs> not prepared. <laughs> anyway. Sorry, go ahead. I'm going to give him cash. <laughs> he likes the Benjamins. That didn't sound good at all. You got a pocket full of them. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not bribing a cop. <laughs> all right, um, please. Sorry. What I'm getting at is that it's one thing if I was a danger to myself, my wife brought up to our right. doctor, and he's like, look, okay. At that point, he said, look, I've got to inform law enforcement. Yeah. Okay. But if there was no danger to myself, if there yeah. was nothing to do with my health, why why is a doctor telling the police what I've got in my house? Yeah. No, no, nobody's business. Why should my nobody's guns be business. confiscated when I went to see him about a broken foot? Yeah. You have a right to privacy. That's right. You know, and, you know, but when it comes down to the, what happened in Highland Park, the, uh, the kid who, Creepo, um, who committed the shooting, he... He had, there are so many warning signs there mm-hmm. that validated that, uh, you know, that he was a danger to himself and he was a public nuisance. Yep. You know, uh, we speak of, uh, of uh, Commonwealth attorney or public uh, uh, district attorney. I was talking to one in the store the other day and we were talking about this shooting. And he said, well, you know, if we have somebody in court and that tattoo goes all the way up their neck and across their forehead... That's it. That's may as, you may as well stamp guilty on their forehead. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you know, I mean, and I know that's kind of singling people out, but I mean, the dude had not only got the um, the appearance that would make you curious, which right or wrong in some people's eyes, I don't care. That's the way I look at it. Um, he's obviously made bad choices in his life up to that point. Mm-hmm. You know that he has made choices to the fact where. They had already visited him and confiscated his weapons before. How on earth, even with a sponsor, would somebody like that be able to get that permission card to purchase a firearm? Yeah, to me that makes no sense. Yeah, and I talk about these in the gun classes. We talk about uh, the HIPAA Act, mm-hmm. you know, and, and in Virginia, and I'm, I'm not sure about nationwide. I can only speak for Virginia, but I know here in the Commonwealth of Virginia that if you are part of a inpatient mental health or an inpatient substance abuse program, your health care provider will provide that information to the state. And at that point, until you're released by your health care provider, you cannot own, possess, purchase, or transport a firearm or obtain a concealed weapons permit. However, if you're part of an outpatient mental health or an outpatient substance abuse program, the HIPAA Act prevents your health care provider from providing that information to the state. All right. So us having this conversation is considered outpatient mental health. <laughs> Support. For some people. Yeah, yeah. For some people. But on a professional level, you know, the, the the shooter at Virginia Tech, we all remember. Yes. You know, he was an outpatient mental health patient. And his doctor said there's no reason he should have access to a firearm, but he purchased them legally because the HIPAA Act prevented his health care provider from providing that information to the state. Mm-hmm. Same thing, Smith Mountain Lake here in Virginia a couple mm-hmm. of years ago. 
a guy shot and killed a news a, a TV news reporter and her cameraman while they were doing a live spot at the noon uh, noon news twelve o'clock news, and it was all because he was a disgruntled em- a former employee of that station. He felt like she took his job. Mm-hmm. He was part of an outpatient mental health program. His doctor said there's no way he should be allowed to have a firearm in his state of mind, but the HIPAA Act prevented his doctor from reporting that information to the state, and he legally bought the firearms that he bought. Right. And that's when I always pose the question to people in the classes, so tell me, is it the gun that's the problem, or is it the legislation that's a problem? Well, it's definitely legislation. You would think so, yeah. right? Yeah. So, I mean, you look at the, the differing va- uh, variables from mm-hmm. state to state, and in Illinois where you have to have that, that card to purchase the fact that he, not the fact that his father signed for him or sponsored him to do it, but that the state approved him to have that card, even though he had already been under suicide watch, even though he had already threatened his family with with stabbing the entire family, yeah, they still gave him the card that allowed him to purchase that firearm. So it makes me wonder: was there something like the HIPAA Act prevented that information to be given him to the state to let them to to let him uh, purchase that or to get access to that card? Okay, so so riddle me this, Batman. Okay, so where's my Batman sound? Go somewhere. go ahead. No, keep yeah. going. So. If the, if the police show up to his house and they confiscate all those knives that he had, right? Yes. Wouldn't they have documented that somewhere? I mean, they, they are have. they are law enforcement, so they should be able to share it within the law enforcement community locally. Maybe not maybe not the FBI or federally, but I mean within Illinois, you know, police department, the, the state police. You would think so. They'd have to be a record somewhere. Okay, you're putting your glasses on just so you can. Re- Figure out where your Batman sound is oh. on the board. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's awesome! There, there we go. Is. Yeah. Uh, see, I knew I'd find it. However, <laughs> I had to tell everybody I had to put my glasses on. That's as mean as me telling you people about your air drumming. Um, well, but you did, <laughs> and now I did. Yeah, I know. <laughs> or I, even. Um, I, I, I did look pretty stupid. <laughs> <didn't it? laughs> Yeah, no, there, that information has to be somewhere, but it stop, it's inadmissible at some point. You know, so because he's in, if if it was in Virginia, because he would be an outpatient mm-hmm. uh, um, uh, patient, you know, right. any of that information would be inadmissible to the state. No, no I got that. But yeah. what, what I'm saying is that the police came to his house and they took his knives. Like, that's what I understand they did. They did that before. That was, uh, I think, 2019 they did that. Okay, so... We yeah. all have a record in our state. Sure. So wouldn't that record have been notated in something? So when he went, when he did go to get a firearm, that should have been a red flag. We see there's something in his Well, past. it should have, and that's what I'm saying. In my eyes, absolutely, that should have been a red flag, and that should have kept him from getting that card. Right. That's what I say. Even if his father hadn't have sponsored him, that information should have stopped him from getting the card. It's just according if it was inadmissible under the guidelines of obtaining that card. Okay. Because if he was in an outpatient program in Virginia, they wouldn't be able to had access that information, and he still would have been able to legally get the card. But okay, but maybe I'm misunderstanding though. Isn't that the police system? It's like in Virginia, VSP runs our right our our program. So if right. VSP comes in my house and takes my takes my knives or whatever, yep. that's probably going to be on my record with VSP. For those who don't know that, that's Virginia State Police. Right. They're going to have. So if I go to buy a firearm, that should stop me from buying it. It should. It should, unless, like I said, if you're, um, even if the police did it, they did it under the red flag law, so maybe they would. Okay. But is is that, 
a piece of information that they can consider when it's time to issue the card? Because they may look at it and go, but we can't. It's like inadmissible evidence. Right. No, I, I, I you get know, that. That's, yeah. that's what I'm looking at. Why okay. did the state of Illinois actually issue him that card yeah. with or without his father's sponsorship with that background? But they still did it. Right. So we need to find out if there was some sort of legislation or some sort of ordinance in place that made that inadmissible when it came to considering him to get his card. Because then all of a sudden now it comes back to being a legislative issue. Right. Right. I guess when you use the term inadmissible, I'm thinking court. I'm thinking, well, it's not going to court and it has nothing to do with HIPAA because this is not medical. But no, I see what you're saying. It can it be considered in the decision making process. Right. Can or can it not? Yeah. I I get you're saying that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it's uh, to me, if, if, where does the liability fall? Yeah. Well, I think in this case, honestly, ultimately it's on the person. Well, we're talking about the difference between criminal and civil. Okay. Okay, criminal. He admitted he did it. Sure. We know that he, he is did, the yeah. murderer. He, we know that he killed those people. Sure. All right? But what allowed him to do it? In civil court, they look at it as, would this person have committed the crime if this person hadn't provided him with the means to do so? Mm-hmm. All right? So who provided him with the means to do so? The people who issued him the card, right? Yeah. Yeah, I go along with that. That's kind of the way I'm mm-hmm. looking at it. Yeah. So there's a lot of families right now without family members in Highland Park, Illinois, who on the criminal side, well, we know who did it, but who's responsible for allowing him to do it? Well, his dad's partly responsible because he signed the card Mm -hmm. and the state of Illinois issued him that card, whether it's the state or the city, I'm not really sure, but they issued him the card. So does that not make them civilly liable for what he did? I would think so. Well, I hope every one of those families sue the shit out of every part of that government and his, and his mother and father, Mm -hmm. if they're not prosecuted, to get some sort of compensation, which would never, never be able to replace the lives of their loved ones. That's right. But I hope they do it anyway to teach those lunatic liberals a lesson that you cannot legislate morality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There. So let it be written, so let it be done. <laughs> the Jim Wood has spoken, y'all. You know, I mean, it, it's the fact that they're taking the rights away from law-abiding citizens under the under the umbrella of of the things that they could have prevented mm-hmm. or could have taken better steps to prevent, to me, that's 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 insanity. It is. Well, you get people like, um, there's, a, there's a, uh, a liberal um, congresswoman, I forget which one I saw her on, on Fox earlier this evening, where she basically said that, that uh, people uh, do not need to have uh, seven rounds uh, in their in their clip or in their magazine <laughs> to shoot at a, at a person in their house. It's a magazine. Um, well, know your terminology, folks. Yeah. Number one, it should be my call how many rounds that yeah. I need to stop the intruder in my house. Right. Okay. I don't need. I may need one round. I may need none. Yeah. I may need to just rack the slide. He goes run out my out the door. But you back know? in the, back when they wrote the Second Amendment, the government only had muskets. Back when they wrote the First Amendment, all they had was parchment and ink. Yeah. Well, yeah, we use Facebook, Twitter, and everything else. <laughs> well, see, that's just it. The people had muskets to equal the people in the government who had muskets. Yeah. Well, now the government has more than muskets, so we, the people, have to, you know, we should be, we are guaranteed by our creator and our constitution to be able to equally match the weapons that the government has. That's why on your Wednesday show, and if you don't know, Jim's got a Wednesday show at 8 o'clock on Wednesdays. What day? Uh, Wednesdays. And what time? Eight o'clock. What's it called? Wednesdays with Jim. How about that? Yeah, it's a really cool show where I'm Jim talks start about tuning in. You really should. Yeah. Um, he's a really cool cat. 
Really? Yeah, yeah. He, good dude. Good dude. Very good uh, dude. Yeah, I, I relate to good dudes. I listen to him every single Wednesday. Yeah. Um, I enjoy commenting. Yeah. Uh, my cousin Dash Parker occasionally will comment too. Oh, he's your cousin now. He's my cousin. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. So he, he comments, but I'll tell you what, great show. But one one <laughs> he speaks for you when you're in, in Facebook jail. <laughs> yes, he does. I'll leave it right there, folks. I got 13 more days, and I'll you be all, out of Facebook you all, jail. You all figure it out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but but unless one, you're Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> Yeah, Mark could suck it. <laughs> so, um, but th- this gym guy was yeah. talking about something, uh, which he talks about a lot of a lot of stuff. And uh, one of his uh, commenters commented and said, "Hey, yes. it'd be you know Second Amendment. We should all have howitzers." Yeah, that was cool because yeah. apps. I want one. Yeah, yeah, I think that was uh, our buddy Logan. Yeah, uh, that, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. And the funny thing is, Logan is a veteran. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a chaplain's aide in the army. Oh, was he really? <laughs> <laughs> Give me a howitzer in the name of the Lord. <laughs> wow. But, but he's absolutely right. I mean, I get the fact that we probably all shouldn't have you know nuclear warheads in our basement. Um, but, I mean, honestly, the government should be afraid of the people. Not the people afraid of the government. And how right. is that done? Well, that's done because of the fact that we have identical firepower just like they do. That's right. Or we're supposed to anyway. I'd love to have a Bradley in my front lawn. <laughs> that would definitely send a message when your daughter got to dating <laughs> age. <wouldn't laughs> uh, hey kid, you see that Bradley? I got a shell with your name yeah, on it. A twenty millimeter chain gun <laughs> on the front of that thing. Right. You can run, but if you do, you'll just die tired. <laughs> <laughs> so bring her back early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No, no, and that's exactly what our our, our founding fathers uh, had in mind with the Second Amendment. It was uh, we've we've beat this one to death. I mean, just like every other podcast, web show, uh, uh, ma- major media show that's out there, we, you know, we've all beat this to death. And mm-hmm. and you know, it's it's tiring and tiring and tiring to talk to the insanity of the of the liberal left. Mm-hmm. Because they've got their agenda, they're focused on their uh, their agenda, and they're not going to vary off of that agenda. Yep. So that's fine. I'm not trying to talk to you. I'm stating my opinion. That's how it works. But I'm telling you right now that there are a lot of people in this country that can only be pushed so far. Mm-hmm. And it seems like, and I never thought I would see it or say it in my lifetime, but it seems like that our government now is pushing us closer and closer and closer to that invisible line that we won't know it is crossed until it's already crossed. Yeah, that's true. And you want to say January 6th, 6th was an insurrection? <laughs> yeah. Going to party like it's 1776. <laughs> <laughs> that's from my buddy Chuck. <laughs> that's that was one good. His, that's one of his favorite sayings. Oh, is it? Yeah. that's a good. That's a good yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's a Cleveland Browns fan, so he's got to have at least a good saying to make him feel better. Because they don't win anything. <sighs> but even a team. But, but I like the Browns. That's okay. You can like them. Yeah, I like them. They always can. I'm always rooting for the underdog. Okay. Yeah. Rooting for losers again. That's it. Yeah, Baker I Mayfield. We talked about this. Baker Mayfield just got traded to the Panthers. I have no idea who that I is. I know you don't. If it was NBA, you would know. But yes. it's football, so it's a, it's kind of a big deal. It's been a long okay. going saga. Okay. So first game of the season, you know who the Panthers are playing? Cleveland. Ah, okay. Yeah. Baker's going to light them up. Cool. Yeah. I'll miss that game. I won't. I'll try to watch it. Watch it for me, too. I will. Yeah, let me know how it all goes. That's why I got Sunday ticket. I watch all of them. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's good to know. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, but back to your comment on the 17, probably like 1776. <laughs> yeah. So it'd be interesting when, when that actually happens. 
Okay. What kind of coverage it gets? Oh, well, from mainstream media or from, you know, the underground, like uh, folks like us? No, mainstream. Because I, I read yeah, a report the other yeah, day that nothing. says that CNN's going to change. Oh, are they now? Yeah. Oh. So CNN's under new management. Yeah, I've heard that too, but... And, and they want to now appeal to both Republicans and Democrats. Yeah, well, Fox did that with Donna Brazile, and you saw what that got them. Well, Fox is trying to run to the left. They are, they're, no, it's not a run. It's a full-out sprint. Okay, sprint. Yeah. CNN's already far left. Yeah. This is their way of like making one inch back to the right. Yeah. If that. Yeah. But anyway, so they're 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 trying to get rid of their whole breaking news thing. So yeah. that, that's going to go finally, which is great. I'm tired of breaking news. I mean, Fox News every second breaking news. Pa-ching. Yeah. There's no yeah. breaking news. No. Okay. It's 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 like calling or screaming fire in a crowded theater. Sure it is. Is now it's just like eh, breaking news, whatever. Yeah. So they're like, they're going to get rid of that. And they want to have programming out now that's going to be more neutral. Okay. More neutered. So so first, start off by firing everybody on your staff. That's yeah. the first thing. Yeah. Brian Stelter, um, you know, everyone. Just yeah. gone. You have to clean house. Don, Don Lemon on CNN. Get rid of yeah. all of them. Just yeah. See you later. You're Bye. You're going to have to clean house. You have to. Yeah. Um, because if you don't, you're going to stay far, start, stay far left. Look at their ratings. How moderate can you be with Van Jones? Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, he is moderate compared to most of them. Yeah. Um, but if you look at their ratings in every single age group and category, yeah, they lose. Oh, yeah. So now their new thing is they don't want to look at ratings anymore. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, they're just going to put programming out there that's good for both sides. Yeah. Okay. I'll believe that when I see it. Well, that just shows that they don't they don't care about what the people think about what they say. Right. It's all about the money that's funneled into them so they'll say what the money wants them to say. Sure. Well, and they're losing so much. I mean, when your your when when your viewership on CNN, when you can barely break a few hundred thousand, and Fox News breaks millions every single night, every single segment. Can we can we talk about what was it CNN Plus? I've heard of CNN Plus. Mm. Isn't that like oh, that's the one that lasted like all of twenty four hours, right? Something like that. What was it? They put something that was some odd, uh, obscene pornographic amount of money into it. Yeah, that was like three hundred million. Chris, what's his name? Wallace left Fox News and showed his his liberal feathers as he mm-hmm. trotted his little fancy lad ass right over to CNN. And 24 hours later, he's unemployed. I mean, they, I think it was $300 million. Yeah. They yeah. threw it on the toilet. Yeah. That's all it was. Oh yeah. It amounted to nothing. To nothing. And you know, I will give, I will give uh, uh, Fox credit for one thing. What is their streaming service? Fox uh, nation. Fox nation. It's apparently doing quite well. They've got their own shows and, and they brought in, but they were smart. They brought in some of like the Duck Dynasty guys and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. They did outside programming too, yeah. um, which really kind of boosted them quite a bit because, you know, why would you not take advantage of the Duck Commander following? That's you right. Know? Um, a lot so, of patriotic shows. Sure. Um, I think yeah. Fox. They did it smart. CNN. Yeah. They just realized, you know exactly what their viewership was mm-hmm. non-existent well it's kind of like looking at liberal radio stations yeah you know rush limbaugh brought back god resting radio yeah or talk radio that he is. saved am radio he did he did single-handedly yep and in reality if you compare conservative talk radio today compared to liberal talk radio we outnumber them five billion to one sure they, every time they try to stand up some kind of liberal radio station, it just goes bankrupt and kaput. Yeah. But yet ours stays yeah. running. Same thing when it comes to conservative television. You look yeah. at like Newsmax, their numbers are climbing. Sure. OAN, their numbers are climbing. Fox yeah. News has pretty high numbers. 
all the liberal stations like MS, you know, PMS, NBC, <laughs> where are they? In the toilet. In the toilet. Because their own people won't even watch their stuff. Yeah. You know, it's funny. You know, the thing, the thing with uh, conservative talk radio, um, you kind of get a glimpse into it because it's some of the things that I hear from the wind about the Wednesday show. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the feedback I get from this podcast and stuff, people talk about how they listen to us when they're at work. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll play the podcast while they're at work. They'll play the Wednesday show. They'll the replays back. They'll go to YouTube or any of the other four platforms that it's, it's broadcast on and they will play it while they're at work and listen to it while they're working. I'm, you know what I'm getting ready to say, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah liberals ain't working, so they're not listening. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but to all of our conservative friends who do this, yeah. number one, take your headphones off. And turn up out loud. the speakers yeah. <laughs> so everybody can hear us, okay? Because you're not going to change hearts and minds if they can't hear what we have to say. Yeah. And, you know, Jim and I, we speak the truth. Hey, listen. Nothing I'm, but the truth, so help me God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> through so. through the thre- through the threats I get online through the oh, yeah. the emails the text messages the the posts um, yeah I don't care I've had bigger better tougher people try to kill me in my lifetime <laughs> in foreign lands I'm not worried about some you know keyboard warrior some crusty keyboard warrior in his mama's basement that's right yeah not at all so I imagine how this fat dude in his ba- mother's basement with Cheetos all over him yeah, it's like a, typing madly on a keyboard all I see is like a, a, a scene at a South Park at a, in my in my mind you know <laughs> Jim Wood you're such a meanie <laughs> I'm gonna report you to the sheriff's office uh, go tell your mama <laughs> It's good. It's good. It's good. Never mind. I'm not going to say that one. Somebody might be playing this out loud in the office, so I better keep my. Oh yeah, that's right. If I were to say something that you're really going to freak out when you find out I'm really your daddy, you might. <laughs> I really shouldn't say that out loud because people could be listening to this in the office. So I'm not going to say it. Is that's that all right? That sounds good. Okay, good, good. Uh, to the bosses of all of our <laughs> listeners, just know that uh, your your employees are working hard and they're listening to really good stuff, and you should pay attention to. Hey, listen, when they're inspired, they work harder. They do. We're and inspiring that's we're, them. That's what we're here to do: is to inspire. For, guys, work hard. Yeah. Work hard. Work hard. Yeah, somebody's See? got to pay for those liberal programs. That's right. Because <laughs> liberals aren't paying for them. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> and CNN Plus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, let's get back on track. <laughs> yeah. We have a tendency to do this. I know. I apologize. But here we go. Um, you know, it just comes down. It's 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 uh, people who, are, who actually have their foot in reality versus people who don't. Yeah. You know, and when, like I said, when we talked about it on the Wednesday show, when you look at all these cities that had these multiple shootings through it, they're all Democrat cities. Mm-hmm. They're all with, the, with some of the strictest gun laws in the country. But yet they have the highest crime rates. Yeah. Gee, and, I wonder why. And what do they do? They try to deflect and say it's all about the gun. We don't have to repeat this every time. We know this is what's happening. Yeah. So what's it time for people to do? Stand up. Stand up. Get your spine together. Mm-hmm. Don't give a crap about what somebody else thinks and fight back. That's right. That's what we're doing. Yep. That's where me and Dwight met. That's where we started the Wednesday show. That's where we started the podcast from is because we went to Richmond and we stood up against somebody trying to take away our God-given rights. Mm-hmm. And look at us now. Yeah, we're we're here. Yeah. Where's it? Yeah. Uh, where, where's here? Yeah, we're here. Yeah. But you know uh, who's not here? Who's not here? Boris Johnson. <laughs> 
because he's gone. Yeah, no kidding. Hey, Boris hey, is hey. out the door. Bye, Felicia. Holy cow. That was quick, abrupt. I mean, it's been a long time coming. Yes. But when that snowball started rolling down the hill, it get picked up speed fast, See, didn't it, though? What, what I find interesting is the fact that he survived. A no, was it one or two no-confidence votes? Yeah. Well, I think it was one. Yeah. And it just happened I mean, recently. Survived that. Yeah. And then basically is asked by a friend who he had just appointed like three days ago. Yeah. That uh, you need to resign, dude. Well, I mean, look at how many people under him resigned like abruptly. You know, I mean, the, he, he went against the people of England when it mm-hmm. came to Brexit. Um, you know, he has constantly fought um, to keep their people on lockdown. Does that sound familiar? Meanwhile, meanwhile, he went out to dinner and he went out to parties and he went out and did his thing with his friends, but everybody else was supposed to be in lockdown, Gavin Newsom. <laughs> While he's partying in Wyoming right now. Did I say that out loud? Nancy Pelosi. Um, you know, <laughs> Where's her DUI husband? <laughs> yeah, um, uh, drinking in a bar somewhere, I'm sure. <laughs> Nancy's probably right beside of him. Anyway, so you know, there's a lot of parallels people are drawing right now of what Boris Johnson was doing in his office Compared to maybe what's been going on on 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, I don't know. Does that open a door? It, it would be interesting to see that if Boris Johnson, who, I mean, arguably is one of the top leaders in the world. Or, sure. Sorry, was. was. Well, <laughs> he still is for a temporary time being. Okay. He's still, he's still they said today he's making his, uh, they're putting together the plan for him to exit. Okay. They can't just slam the door. Well, I mean, you could, well, but it wouldn't be smart. It wouldn't be, yeah. yeah but half ahead. your government resigned yesterday, yeah. Um, including P- this one woman that got appointed like on Tuesday, yeah. Resigned on Thursday, yeah. Um, by the way, I was reading an article that suggested: is it possible that now you've got Boris Johnson, who's one, arguably arguably one of the the the, the biggest leaders in the world, sure. that he has resigned? Yeah. Can Joe Biden resign? And should Joe Biden resign? Well, we've said he should for how long now, but um, you know sure. that's just been wishful thinking because my problem is if he resigns, guess who that leaves us? Yes, yeah, I. Mm, I, I don't mean, like that idea. You know, there's an old saying called "out of the frying pan into the fire." Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! Can you imagine word salad being our president? <laughs> word salad. <laughs> that's what she is. Yeah. Yeah. Every time she opens her mouth, and we're talking about Kamala Harris. Yeah. The the idiot in the the vice president's mansion. The second in command. Oh my goodness! But every time she opens her mouth, it's like has she ever never has she never ever heard of economy of words. No, never. It's just it's like she has all this circular reasoning and just circular crap, and nothing makes any sense. Well, and just like her climb up the ladder, her mouth was always full of something. Now she's words. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh, people are putting the headphones back on at work now. <laughs> yeah, oh, this is not safe for work at this point forward. <laughs> nah, I won't, I'll, I'll keep it in check. I'm sorry. I've been a, I've been a bad boy. Y'all take your 15 minute break now. Put your headphones on. <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, who has confidence? If it is possible to have less confidence in a human being to run our country, less confidence than what we have in Joe Biden, there is a, a ton less confidence. Less, more or less confidence in somebody like a Kamala Harris. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at our chain of, of custody, of, of oh. control of our country right now. Because mm. after that's a Nancy Pelosi. Mm. Oh. I mean, so wh- which one is worse? 
is there talk about could could Joe Biden be next? Sure, it could because him and Boris Johnson's track record is running pretty similar in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, at least you know, but at least Joe Biden's got somebody to comb his hair for him. <laughs> well, that is true. <laughs> you know, uh, so I, I don't know. I, I it, it as, as part- much as I want to see a complete revamp of the yes. top of our federal government right now. Yes. Um, there's no way in the world with what we have in place now. And I can't believe I'm going to say this, but we, we can't get rid of Joe Biden. There's nothing below him that is acceptable. There's nothing. It's, it's worse. Yeah. If you ask me, I saw a, a, a TikTok video where a guy was going around in some of these, uh, um, liberal parades and some of these uh, protests and stuff. Uh, and this was when Trump was president and he walks up to him and he's like, Oh yeah, impeach Trump, impeach Trump. And everybody would start chanting, impeach Trump, impeach Trump. And then he'd go, yeah, Mike Pence for president. And you'd see all of them go, what? <laughs> yeah. No, we don't want that. And it's like, well, that's what you get. Yeah. And all of them were like, Oh, maybe we should go ahead and keep Trump for the rest of the four years. Cause they really hated Mike Pence. Oh, yeah. You talk about a guy who's highly religious. Yeah, absolutely. Far to the right compared to Trump. Absolutely. Trump was a, was a moderate compared to Pence in, oh, his, yeah. in his fundamental stance. Yeah. You know, so all of, it was funny to watch these uh, these protesters and such. All of a sudden, you know, the brake lights came on, and mm-hmm. you know it, they looked so confused for a minute, and it was like, uh, what? But we're in the same dilemma as they were. Yeah, there is no good solution None. below Joe Biden. And there's a part of me that, yeah, I, I want him to resign or I want him to be impeached because I just, I'm tired of him. I, he never should have been in the presidency, never. blah, blah, blah. No. But yeah, I look at the line of succession and go, well, okay. So she moves up, as in Kamala. Then and now, actually under a constitution. No, Pelosi doesn't. It's up to Kamala yeah. to appoint a vice president. She Correct. doesn't have to no. appoint a vice We've president. We've had presidents that didn't appoint. Yeah. Yeah, but there's always been that discussion too, that if if something happened where Joe were to resign, um, whatever the correct term is, was to resign the the office and Kamala moved up, mm-hmm. the party would push for Hillary to fill in that spot because of her experience. Of what killing people? Well, somebody's going to die if they don't put her in that spot. Well, I got a feeling that's true. <laughs> somebody's going to get suicided in the back of the head. <laughs> <laughs> It was totally random. <laughs> yeah. Totally coincidental totally, yeah, they sure. happened to have known Hillary and Bill. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Don't mess with the with the Arkansas Mafia, let me that's tell right. you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, that, that's that been discussion. Of course, there's always a lot of speculation. There's always a lot of discussion. But, you know, when you watch Boris Johnson go off, now Parliament has to pick the, pick the successor. Mm-hmm. There is no vice president under, this, uh, under the prime minister or vice prime minister to step in. Now, Parliament, which is kind of good for, for England because they do have more of a conservative parliament now. Yeah. So that would be a, would actually be, is going to be a better step for England. We don't have that safety net. That's true. Here in the United States under our system at this particular time. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, what people aren't talking about, too, is not only is, uh, you know, Great Britain in upheaval mm-hmm. with, with Boris leaving, so was it Israel. Yeah, man, they have really kind of crapped the bed, haven't so they? So they dissolved their government. Yeah. Because they could not come to grip, they couldn't come to terms with on any kind of bill. No, no. And so all the people that hated Benjamin Netanyahu. Yeah. <laughs> they're kind of wishing he was back now, don't Well, they? because there's a good chance. He, they're actually saying that he could win the next election. I hope so. I, I do too. So for Israel. I do too. I think yeah. he was a fantastic prime minister for Israel. Sure. And hardcore. I mean, the dude was looking out for Israel every, I mean. He's a good dude. He was a very good dude. Yeah. Yeah, he was. 
Um, and so I, but you know, they, 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 they railroaded him. They got him out of power. Sure. They got what they by, wanted. Only by a narrow margin. It was a very narrow margin. And they had to piece together a coalition government, which they always do, but this yeah. one was so fragile. Oh my God. It was a, it was a house of cards. It was. You know, what was it? Nine different sects like of that. the liberal side of the government. They hated him so bad yeah. that it made the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And then once the enemy is truly gone, now they're not friends anymore. No, <laughs> they can't agree yeah. on anything. No, it was it was it was set up for disaster from the beginning. It we was. all knew that it was not going to work. Um, but yeah, hopefully Netanyahu will be back in place and it will straighten that part of the Middle East out. But I'm telling you right now, without the support of the United States, if Netanyahu gets back in place, mm-hmm. you're going to see bigger threats by the Russia-supported Tehran uh, sure. government. Sure. They're going to th- go back to threatening to blast Israel off the map. And Israel, I can't believe Israel, who has been one of our closest allies for all of my life, mm-hmm. um, will have the support um, uh, from the White House that they've had in the past. Yeah, I agree. Biden's not going to support him. I don't think so. Um, Kamala w- wouldn't. You know, Pelosi definitely wouldn't. Oh, Lord, no. And the bad part for Israel is that even if Netanyahu does get back into power, he's yeah. not going to have a majority in their um, uh, in their government. Yeah, it's going to be a fight every day. It will be. So he'll have to form another coalition. Now, now luckily, I, I, I forget the numbers. Don't quote me. It was something like his side would have, like, say, 55 votes, and there's, like, another 70-something votes out there on the table. Yeah. So really all he has to do is put to get, grab another party, yeah. ally up with them, and then you got yeah. the majority. Yeah. So a lot better than the the fragile one they've got going on that tried to get them out. Yeah. But you've got a country in Israel that is a nuclear power. Sure. That is constantly being threatened by Iran. Yep. Threatened by Syria and Lebanon up to the north. Yeah. All being sponsored by Russia. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you need, they need a prime minister who's got their back. Well, I mean, that gives you a little glimmer of hope in what's going on in our world right now. Yeah. You know, because you've got a conservative parliament going to put together probably a better prime minister than Boris Johnson ever thought about being. Mm-hmm. If Netanyahu gets back in power in Israel, that's the two biggest allies that the U.S. has ever had. And between those two, if they manage to get their diplomatic horses in line, they can really influence what goes on in the United States sure. um, and and kind of help guide some foreign foreign policy, which we really do not have right now. Mm-hmm. You know, so that may turn out to be one of the best case scenarios that we could, could have asked for. It could, as far as our, our foreign policy. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know what, and that made me think. That that's making me th- uh, think of one thing. Um, since uh, the Supreme Court decisions that came down on the guns, on the abortion, um, uh, on uh, the the final things that we're talking about here recently, um, what happened to Ukraine? Who's that? Boy, it disappeared quick, didn't it? Uh, don't, doesn't Russia have them all now? Uh, I don't know, because you don't hear really about it a whole lot on American news. The only thing they're doing is, you know, promoting Pride Month and 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 talking about uh, how, you know, Supreme Court justice can go F themselves. Yeah, you know, it, we've all forgotten <laughs> about Ukraine. And, you know, I, I I was looking at a map the other day. Um, Fox News had them on. Um, they had some political pundit on a military uh I, I don't recall his rank, my middle lieutenant colonel, yeah, anyway, whatever. And they were talking about the advances that Russia has made yeah. in the East. And basically yeah. Russia is claiming that they own basically the east, Eastern part and all of um, the, they've, they've had Crimea, but over where Odessa is, and mm-hmm. that, that's all theirs now. Yeah. And which doesn't surprise me, you know, uh, Putin has revamped 
Yeah. Uh, the military strategy there. Yep. Mostly because half of his generals are all dead because <laughs> they didn't know what they were doing. Uh, people got replaced. Yep. Yeah. Um, but they, they've changed their tactics. Yep. And they're attacking more. You've got one of the cities they had to evacuate now. Mm-hmm. I think what happened, too, is that about a, a couple months ago, they, we, re, we reopened our embassy in Kiev. Yes. Not, not Kiev. Not Kiev. 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 And I was thinking, okay, that's kind of soon. You've got a country that's, under, that's in war right now with sure. Russia. And we're reopening our embassy, mm-hmm. and Ukrainians are going back to their country to try to just get life back to normal. Oh, you know, okay. you're under attack by Russia. You know, you know why they did that, don't you? Why is that? That way, they would have a place to meet to negotiate the transfer of uh, Brittany Griner back to the United States. Is that what that's for? <laughs> wow, that all just makes sense now. <laughs> Holy cow! Mind blown. Yeah, funny. Yeah, see how my mind works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you got you got to have that strategical mind strategical. in order to see what's going on. <laughs> yeah, unless you're George Bush, then it's strategic mind. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Nuclear. Nuclear. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, I. I uh, it, it just amazes me now how that, how Brittany Griner has come so much to the forefront of news, but Ukraine all of a sudden has just kind of faded into the background. You hear a story every now and then, but it was not the the lead story and the 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 commanding story. If you watch Fox or CNN, forty five minutes out of every hour was dedicated to what's going on in Ukraine. Oh yeah. Well, now they're talking about Brittany Griner. Yeah. Why? Yeah. She she broke the law yeah. in Russia. Yeah. I mean, you remember what was that guy that, that that got jailed down in Mexico for crossing the board with guns? Uh, the the Marine Corps sergeant. Yes. Yeah. Um, I can't think of his name now. It'll come to me after uh, we get off yeah. the podcast. But of course, you know, it was under it was under the was it under the Obama administration? Yes, it was. So he gets down and he cr- accidentally crossed the border accidentally in his truck. He had guns on board, but he immediately turned himself into the border police on the Mexican side, and it, allegedly he took the wrong turn on a road that led him into Mexico. Right. So. They arrest him. They throw him in jail. And Hillary Clinton did absolutely nothing. I think actually, was it John Kerry? Was he Secretary of State at the time? Sounds right. I think he was. Sounds right. Wait, he did absolutely nothing to get him back. You know, it was it, it was Fox News that aired it every single night and had his family on there and kept pushing his name and trying to find people in our U.S. government to go down there and get him out. Uh, Andrew Tamarisi. Andrew Tamarisi, yep. Uh, and so we, we did nothing. Here we are with Brittany Griner, and suddenly now, you know, Biden is talking to her wife. And, uh, you know, they're, they're doing their best to get Brittany out of, out of Russia. What about the people who made an honest mistake and then turned themselves in? Yeah. Did the right thing. Yeah. Okay, look at Otto Warmbier. Okay, that, that was the the same example I used now, uh, Wednesday night. The dude was show. stupid. What he did? Oh yeah. Well, yeah. We didn't do anything to try to get him back. We sent no. Dennis Rodman over there. <laughs> Dennis freaking Rodman, the rebounding basketball player, had more diplomacy. I'll tell you what, Kim. I'll shoot you a game of horse for him. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Kim Jong Il. He he might actually win. He might. Yeah, Dennis couldn't shoot. No, he couldn't. No. He could rebound. Oh, yeah. But he couldn't shoot for nothing. Kim Jong-un would probably beat him. He kept tripping over his petticoat. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, we did nothing for him. But because Brittany Griner is one of the elite. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and again, it goes down to, look, when you're in a foreign country, you follow the foreign country's laws. Yeah. Period. I don't care if you're an American in Russia. Yeah. Russia law applies. 
Absolutely. I mean, I, I don't understand. Well, I, I, I don't understand it, but I see it. I see that entitlement of people Yeah. who, you know, and listen, I, I've always said, listen, I was, I was involved. Um, even with my years of military service, I had a break in service and I did other things and I was involved in the entertainment business for a while. And as a, you're a as, court jester is something like that. It's kind of what it felt like after a while. Yeah. Um, you know, when you've got people in the, in the entertainment business, who are, who are there in order to boost your confidence so you present that confidence when you're in front of people, all right? And that's all they do. They're yes people. Mm-hmm. You know, I can remember showing up to a place in New York City, and there were people there who knew my name, knew things about me. And the only thing they did, it doesn't matter what I said, it was the greatest thing they've ever heard. You know, it's just a bunch of yes people who are constantly, I mean, y- you are in in attached to the entertainment business. Yes. You know, I'm sure you see it. They, they you, mm-hmm. you have the, the interns and the young people who are trying to work their way up in the industry and that's their job is to help build your confidence. And I can see over time when you got a Matthew McConaughey or, uh, um, any other of these, these, um, what's her name? Deborah Messing or any of these people, mm-hmm. you know, they have, they have, they are a product of the entertainment business. They have their assistants. They have people from their production companies, people from um, you know all their different types of companies that support what they do so they can make money off of you, mm-hmm. all your pimps, basically. Mm-hmm. They're there to tell you how great you are every time you turn around because they want you to believe that because you project that certain amount of confidence from a stage or from a, in front of a camera or behind a microphone. You know That's what they want you to do. So when you see that sort of thing, I can kind of understand... You know, what, I, well, let me just say I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Did I let it affect me? No, I did not let it affect me. And that's probably why I'm not in entertainment business okay, anymore. Okay, D. Jim Wood. <laughs> um, you know. Uh, but, media mogul of Waynesboro. Yeah, yeah, that's a big title. Isn't <laughs> that's it? a big one, dude. But when you're somebody in the WNBA, like a Brittany Griner, you know, of course she's going to have people that's, that's constantly boosting up her confidence, mm-hmm. which makes her feel entitled. LeBron James, he's going to have a ton of people who are constantly walking around behind him telling him he's the greatest thing since Jesus walking the earth. Everybody in China, yeah. Everybody in China, <laughs> yeah. Everybody that holds the purse strings because they right. want the money. Mm-hmm. You know, So I can see some of that sense of entitlement. But boy, how hard the, the, the prideful crash. Well, there's a part of me that, you know, I, I have a, a very tiny sliver of compassion for her. From a Very human, tiny. from a human being perspective. Yeah, I'm, I know, I'm with you. I'm with I know you. what she's going to face in a Russian prison. I, not that I've been there, but I mean, it's not going to be pretty. No, she may end up in Siberia. Listen, yeah. I, I when I first got to Fort Bragg, I had a roommate, and he's passed on now, so I'm going to use his name. His name was Alexander Danielvich Crook Jr. K R U K. His dad obviously was Alexander Danielvich Crook Sr. This is before the wall came down. Okay. We're still in the Cold War. There is a wall that runs through Germany and other countries that divides the East from the West. Mm-hmm. His dad was a guard on the wall, in a, in, uh, he was a Russian soldier. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was po- uh, partnered with an East German soldier, and they were guards together on the wall in Germany. Now, the East German had orders to shoot the Russian if they tried to defect. The Russian had orders to shoot the East German if he tries to defect. Somehow it came up. They defected together. They <laughs> ran across a minefield to get to civilized world. All right. Um, I met this man a few times. Awesome guy. 
um, when he got his citizenship, when he was legally allowed to, first thing he did was enlisted in the U.S. Army. Wow. He spent 24 years in the military, four years in the Russian Army, 20 years in the U.S. Army. And he never made it above the rank of staff sergeant. He never made a whole lot of rank, but his thought was he was going to repay the country for giving him his freedom. Mm. This man left his family. He left everybody behind. A very heavy Russian accent, you know? Mm-hmm. And he told the story. Um, Alex had told me, and, and he had his dad tell me one time about his grandfather, his father, Alex, my roommate Alex's grandfather, who spent five years in a Russian gulag because he stole five pounds of sugar. Oh, man. And the story was, you get sentenced once to gulag. You don't go back second time. Mm-hmm. You know, talked about the hard living, the hard labor. Five years, seven days a week, hard labor is yeah. what they... So she's going to face... It may not necessarily be that hard labor that Mr. Crook saw all those years ago, but she is definitely not going to have the cushy penitentiary life that we have here in America. Yeah, And, and honestly, she shouldn't... She doesn't deserve to have a cushy penitentiary life. No, no, not at all. I mean, she broke the law. Sure. And what's even more interesting is the fact that today she actually pled guilty. Yeah. So now there's a plan in place. There is. And, you know, they're not really saying what it is, but, you know, they're talking about, well, now now that the trial's over, um, they can work on an appeal or asking for clemency. Yeah. I think, honestly, they they probably pled guilty because they probably realized there's no way she's going to get out of there by pleading innocent. No. And, I mean, she broke the law. I mean, if if, if she had the, 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 the cannabis or whatever... You broke the law. Sorry. Yeah. That's just, it is what it is. Well, we've talked about it. We talked about it. Uh, I think we've talked about it even before on this podcast. You know, you've worked outside of this country mm-hmm. as, a, as a contractor. I've yep. been outside this country as a soldier. And it doesn't matter if it's the civilian side or the military side. You still have to go through classes. You have to go through orientations yep. about how to carry yourself when you're in another culture, when you're in another country. How you, your laws, your rules don't apply outside the U.S. Right. You're a guest in that country. You have to abide by their wishes and their laws. And if you don't, you are subject to their penalties. Mm-hmm. So if the WNBA or her as an individual who had spent several seasons playing ball in Russia did not know that she was not doing wrong, she's lying. Yeah. Well, again, but even that ignorance is not an excuse for breaking the law. You should know no, it. That's why she's in jail now. You know, I mean, again, it's, it's like we talked about before the podcast. I can carry a gun here in America, but when I cross that border into Mexico, just like Tamarisi, yeah, it is. I'm breaking the law. I can, I can say I'm an American. Doesn't matter. But you know, what, you know what she, she should have had though, the race card. <laughs> yeah, that works well in Putin's world. Yeah, yeah. That, that, how the Russians would take that. That would go over like a fart in church. I'm guilty, but I got the race card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the hell with your race card. Five more years. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> now, if she had the vodka. <laughs> yeah. The vodka card. <laughs> no, I, I've got no pity for her. And the fact that, you know, you cannot enjoy. Now, you're a bigger NBA fan than I am. I'm not the Just biggest, a little bit bigger. Uh, yeah, I'm not really an NBA fan at all. Not a big basketball guy. I'm a short, stubby white guy who couldn't jump if I my butt was on fire. You know, um, <laughs> I'd but, pay to see that. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you're not the one that lights the match. Anyway, um, <laughs> basketball is not my thing. I do catch myself watching it in playoff time, or mm-hmm. you know, I, yeah. do, I do watch the um, you know March Madness mm-hmm. uh, on the college level. But I'm not really what you would call a big basketball fan. Um, 
but it, it's, you know, I, I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just tired of all the entitlement. Yeah. Really, is what it comes down to. I can't stand it, and it, and it's, it's everywhere. But for some reason, I don't know. I, it just stands out more to me in the NBA. Well, I just can't, I can't, I can't stand it. You're right, and let me comment on that for a second because I, I've, I thought about this for a while. Being the big NBA fan that I am, first off, no one watches the WNBA. I just don't know why how that league is still in existence. But okay, <laughs> anyway, um, you know, as John Wooden said, it's better fundamental basketball. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'd go along with that. Yes, yeah. it's not to me. It's not fun to watch. Uh, I've mean, tried. I've tried. I remember when it, yeah. it, when it's in its inception. I tried to get into it, and I just it was, I couldn't do it. Yeah. But anyway, if you look at players who came up through the NBA's G League, their development league. Mm-hmm. Those guys come across with no entitlement. Yeah. yeah and I'll never forget, year, several years ago. because uh, they got to go to work tomorrow. They do. <laughs> they aren't making anything. But here's no. the, this is kind of funny. They, um, I was watching the Lakers play. This was several years ago. And the Lakers got decimated with injuries and stuff. And mm-hmm. so they brought up this dude from the G League who was 40 years old. I forget the guy's name. But the dude had some gray hair going. Yeah. And he was about to retire from the G League. Yeah. And they brought him up on like a 10-day contract. And so yeah. the guy finally made it to the NBA yeah. on a 10-day contract. That's all right. He made it. And that dude scored like 20 points in his <laughs> NBA debut. And the smile on his face, the crowd was going for him. It was awesome. But here you had a guy who worked so hard, yeah. never finally made it after 20 years of toiling in the G League, finally yeah. made it, was so excited to be there. Was happy to be with the fans. Yeah. Um, one of the other players, I think, was in the Boston Celtics, was that way. He came through the G League, and when you talk to him, you, when you hear him talk to the reporters, he's not acting like just some you know dude who has no education. Who's oh yeah, I'm just good. I'm up here. Huh? You know, kiss the ring. No, he was all he 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 acts like he's he's. It was a it's a privilege to be up here. Sure. Yeah. No, we just had uh, the reemergence of the United States Football League, the USFL Spring Football. Yes. They just had their championship game the other night, uh, Birmingham Independence won. Day weekend. Yeah. I actually picked Birmingham at the beginning of the season. Did you? Scooby Wright, their middle linebacker. I like him. I think he's a good player. Um, so I was kind of. That's kind of why I pulled for Birmingham. I'm a big fan. I just I'm huge, huge. Yeah. But those guys made, comparably to the NFL, so little money. Oh, yeah. You know, when you watch leagues like that, when you watch uh, the Canadian Football League, mm-hmm. you know, which I like Canadian football, which is kind of a weird football, you know, uh, uh, field and a little bit different than American football, but the guys don't make a ton of money. Mm-hmm. You know, you watch them play for really the love of the game. Yeah. You know, I told somebody that one time, I said, when you watch Canadian football, man, those guys hit harder, they run faster. I said, they jump higher. Why? Because they're trying to prove themselves to get to the NFL. But you take that, you take that kind of passion. Um, your only way you're going to see really that kind of passion anymore in the NFL, in the NBA, in Major League Baseball is if you cut their salaries to eighty thousand dollars a year. Try, try this on for size. Play for the love of the game. LeBron James' salary in 2022: 41.18 million dollars. Wow. Steph Curry: 45.8 million dollars. Wow. I like Steph Curry, but why? Yeah, and I, I do too. You know, I'll never forget when Michael Jordan was playing. Yep. Now, I know, to me, greatest player of all time. The GOAT. He's absolutely the GOAT. No question. Okay, now, he made some very good financial moves, signed some really good contracts. Sure. Made some decent money. Yep. But Jordan also made a few comments where he was saying how much he played for the love of the game. And his first retirement, as controversial as, as it was, he said that he got out of it because he had lost the love for the game. Yep. He went to baseball. Yeah. 
He was horrible at baseball. But he had a great time. He had a great time. He sure. enjoyed it. And, and so he tried me, harder. He did. And he, I mean, he, he was, he batted right, just barely above the Mendoza line. <laughs> um, barely, basically right at it. But my point is that there was love for the game. Eventually he yeah. came back to basketball because he missed it and he wanted to be back on the court and he loved it. But I never looked at Jordan as somebody who was an elitist, somebody who felt like they were no. entitled. He never acted like that. Yeah. Was there plenty of trash talk between him and Bird and Johnson oh, yeah. and you know the greats who played the game during that era? Absolutely. But you look at him now, best of friends. You know, it's funny to watch the YouTube videos and watch how they get along and how they still talk trash. To listen to Charles Barkley, like their little brother, who's like, oh my God, your bird was the biggest trash talker ever, and he just stopped me in my shoes, you know? <laughs> yeah. uh, but you see that era of player, it, they didn't have that entitlement that, that no. you have now with a LeBron because, how, you know, how many people, a lot of fans like LeBron, which I don't understand, yeah. but the majority of the players, not a big fan. No, no. But, but I think also, you know, the type of player has changed because back then, again, you weren't making some, the, the, the your, your top 10, 15 were making millions. Yeah, you the rest of them, superstar. yeah, you were, you weren't making a whole lot. Yeah. You know, Scottie Pippen was on a 10 year contract making nothing. Now yeah. that was his problem. But yeah. the point is that today you play five years and you're a good player. Now you sign a four year super max contract, yeah. four years, $225 million. Yeah. Don't tell me you're playing for the game. Yeah. You're not, play, you're playing for the yeah. money. Yeah, and that's all Big it difference. is. That's about the money. That's not about the love of the game. And when you get that money, that entitlement comes right along with you. Because, again, we go back to what I said. You've got people around you who are yes people. Mm-hmm. You know, Sinbad, the, the comedian, they, he, he's a perfect example. You know, at one time in the 80s, Sinbad, early 90s, Sinbad was one of the biggest comedians mm-hmm. in, in the world. I remember that. And he had all, and he'll, to, you, to hear him tell the story is amazing. Um, he talks about how um, he was nearly homeless. Really? Yeah, because he let so many of those yes people in his family, you know, make him feel a certain way to where he was on top of the world and nobody could touch him. So he hired all of his family, and the only thing they were doing was sucking him dry. Mm. They were a bunch of vampires. And really, the, he was he was one of the top comedians in the world, and he was broke, <laughs> you know, because they made him feel a certain way, and he said it was like a drug. He fed off of that drug mm-hmm. so much to the point that he really didn't pay attention to the money after a certain point because he was on a high that you couldn't you couldn't match until one day when his accountant went, Dude, you got to sell your house. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden reality set in on him. Yeah. You know, so th- these people are, you know, people are, LeBron can put a ball through a hoop. Good for him. The people around you, those yes people around him are doing nothing but being vampires because yeah. somewhere along the line, they're getting a cut. Oh, we saw that with uh, MC Hammer. Oh yeah. Same, same kind of story. Allen Iverson, the NBA yep. player. Yep. Absolute phenomenon. Dude's broke. Yep. And once they were done, they threw them away. Yeah. You know, where are they at now? Hanging out with Vanilla Ice somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know? Um, uh, Vanilla Ice, Ice. Ice, baby. Is that a song? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Boy, are I you just, kidding? Dude, it's been so long since I've heard his song. <laughs> I'm going to have to go YouTube it now. You know, it, it's um, it's so funny because he had a little resurgence in his career because he's making fun of himself. Mm. He was in some Adam Sandler movies. What was the one he was in? Uh, uh, my Boy or something like that. Tommy Boy. No, no, it? it was My Boy. It was where, uh, uh, what's his name from Saturday Night Live? with uh, Adam Sandberg was his son. 
Really? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of funny, but it's oh. it's Sandler. It's you know, turn off your brain and for yeah. a little while and just enjoy the stupidity. Yeah, you know, just typical uh, Sandler. Um, but yeah, at, at one point, there's one part in the movie where uh, Vanilla Ice says, "Dude, I'm flat broke. Queen took half my money, and Suge Knight took no. Queen took fifty percent. Suge Knight took sixty percent. Hell, every time they play that song, I owe somebody fifty dollars." <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's awesome! <laughs> you know, so he kind of make make fun of himself and have a resurgence of his career. But you know, when uh, you know they say when you meet him, he's just really down to earth. Well, that's okay. Well, because he realized that entitlement that he lived through the uh, through the nineties. Um, he was a victim of that entitlement. Well, he's humbled now. He's humbled now. Yeah. Like Brittany Griner might just be humbled now. The one woman who stood up and was one of the loudest voices in the WNBA to say, do not play the national anthem because it does not represent me before a WNBA game. I'm sure she wants to hear that anthem right now. Now she's writing letters to the president going, please don't forget me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now she can just rot in a jail cell as far as I'm concerned well, in Russia. You know, do the crime, pay, you know, do the crime, do the time. Learn some Russian. You're going to be there for a while. Learn some respect. Yeah. Well, they're going to teach you some respect. Oh, yeah. They're going to. And, you know, we, we've got some folks in, in entitled folks that need that respect. Mm-hmm. Um, even back home, you know, everybody knows how much I love where I grew up at. You know, down, down in them old mountains of southwest Virginia, they had an Independence Day parade. And even as far back in the mountains as that is, my sister sent me a picture of a man in a dress standing on the American flag waving the rainbow flag as the parade went by. You know what? You want to wear a dress? Fine. You want to wave that rainbow flag? Fine. I don't care. I'm not your judge. You do what you want to. But it's lucky I was not there. You're standing on my flag. Yeah. I could have went to jail that day Mm. if I'd have been there because I'm going to go get that flag. Yeah. That would have happened if I'd have been there. I promise you that. You know? So there's, there's, there's a lot of people need to understand the respect. Would he be able to stand in a, in a country uh, like Iran or <laughs> Syria or Russia or no. some of these other places in his dress, waving his rainbow flag, standing on their country's flag? No. Pretty sure no. No, you're pretty lucky you have the privileges that you have, but you, you better learn some respect. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's well, my two cents worth. Brittany's going to learn some respect. Just saying. Seems like it, but I got a feeling Joe Biden's going to sweep in, come to the rescue. Kamala's going to take the credit for it. You wait and see. Kamala. (laughs) You watch and see if it don't work out that way. Kamala's going to go over there and escort her back. Actually, I think Al Sharpton wants to go over there. Well, they'll go together. I mean, they're... What, because they're black? Oh, that's right. You got the race card. You can say that. That's right. (laughs) There's people out there listening right now going, what? That's right. Yes, I have a race card right here in front of me that I get to play whenever I like. He's played it twice tonight. That's right. And once before the podcast even started. That's right. Hey, man, that thing looks like a credit card. I haven't even begun to wear the numbers off of it yet like some people have. You're getting some use out of it so far. I'll tell you what. I got two more in reserve right there. Oh, well. So what do you think? Are we about to end of it for tonight? I think so, yeah. I think we are, too. We've covered a lot of information. We've talked about a lot of topics tonight. Mm -hmm. Um, Please, folks, you know, we do have a Facebook page. 
We do. You know, we do. You can go to the Facebook page, and if we cover stuff that you like, give us a little note. If we cover stuff, if we haven't talked about something that's bothering you, that concerns you, um, complaints, gripes, bitches, whatever, you know, uh, uh, congratulations. Um, you know, go ahead and put it on there. Let's uh, let's check it out and see what everybody else is talking about, and we will definitely probably ignore you and do something else. Mm-hmm. That's what we do best. And we do, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. I see messages. Ignore. Because the podcast is. says Jim and Dwight. Yeah, not Jim, Dwight, and you. Yeah. but you know, Really, it's just Jim. I'm just along for the ride. Yeah, so. we're entitled like that. Y- y- yes, <laughs> we are. Why? Because next to my race card is my what? White privilege my card. My white privilege card. Yeah. Yay! And, and, and I have respect for you. Yeah, so. because you know what? Well, I know in your wallet you have a white privilege card yourself. I do. And I will pull that bad boy out. <laughs> I'll use it if I have to. <laughs> Maybe we can just make one card a white privilege slash race card. We can make it like tan or beige or something. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. 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 Okay. It's the white privilege oppressed race card. Oh. Yeah. It'll make millions. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> With vodka. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you very much for tuning into this ep- podcast episode of the Liberty Room with Jim and Dwight. We are also always grateful and appreciative that you uh, in- uh, invite us into your home, into your car, into your office, into your head. Either way, wherever you hear us from, we are tr- truly, truly appreciate your support. Don't forget the LibertyRoom.com. That's where you go to to share with all your friends. All your favorite podcast providers are always there for you to link to, no matter where it is. If it's Spotify, if it's Google, if it's Apple. Who was it said it wasn't on Apple? Oh, Thor? my buddy. Yeah, Thor. Thor. Hey, Thor, we're on Apple. Go look for it. Dwight will send you the link. It'll I be all did. right. Oh, I did you? Did. Yeah, I did. All right. So, hey, Thor, look, we're on Apple. Um, <laughs> my fellow 11 Bravo, bang, bang, son of a gun, you. Um, also, That's on, not what he said about you before the podcast. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, <laughs> also on iHeartRadio, you can find us there, too, as well as others like CastBox, uh, uh what else is it? Overcast. Anchor, Overcast. Yeah, we're on all of them. So please make sure if that is your podcast provider, you go look up thelibertyroom.com or, or the Liberty Room with Jim and Dwight. Yep. Or you can get to it with from thelibertyroom.com. How about that? Did that I cover, works. I cover all the bases? I think you did. While you're at it, while you're on the old interweb searching around, don't forget Wednesdays with Jim. Thejimwood.com is the website to go to. It will link you to any of the platforms that you want to get into the conversation with. Every Wednesday night, I started to say Friday. You did. Every Wednesday night, I did. Every Wednesday night at 8 o'clock sharp-ish, we're on. (laughs) (laughs) We're on every every Wednesday at 8 o'clock, and that's where you get to be part of the conversation. We're on Facebook, YouTube, Telegraph, Telegram, and Twitter. All the T's. And Twitch. All the uh, Twitch. You said Twitter. You're on Twitter Twitter with video? Twitter. Yeah. We're on Twitter. With video? Yes. Live? Absolutely. Oh, okay. Dude, we some high tech rednecks up in this joint. I, I, I see that. Look at there. See, yeah. you got to get with the program. I'm just on Facebook and YouTube. I don't. I don't really... You're just a poor black boy oh, from the suburbs. Poor black boy. <laughs> I don't know this kind. Of, I'm not allowed to know this kind. Of, I'm black. I'm no, not, you got your white privilege card now. You can live wherever you want to. Oh, see, nice. I'm moving. I'm moving on up. You already live in the rich neighborhood. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Come on over, Wednesdays with Jim. That's right. TheJimWood.com is the website. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and Telegram. Okay, you got it. Those are your five platforms where you can get in on the conversation. And it is that. It's a conversation show. You put in the chat. We can talk back and forth. Uh, we, you can talk to each other. Or we can just sit around and ignore each other and just make funny animal sounds. I don't care. 
just join us on Wednesday nights, 8 o'clock on Wednesdays with Jim. So until next Friday when you can hear us or next Wednesday when you can see me, we hope you guys have a really blessed week.